Yo, yo, yo. What is up, Candy Crew? Welcome to this episode of Best Candy Ever with me, your host, Renee, aka Bass Drop Princess. Today, I have a very special guest on the podcast. I had actually met her for the very first time during EDC last year. She is a fellow um, a fellow raver, but also a, a very beautiful um, EDM fashion model, as well as a great person. She <laughs> shares the same the same uh, perspective on candy um, as I do. Uh, hence her name, uh, Candy Diva, aka Alex. So please welcome my good friend Alex. <laughs> Hello, hello. <laughs> Hi, Girl. thank you for having me. What is up? Thank you so much for being on here. Um, I just have to say, you look phenomenal, and I absolutely <laughs> just love, 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 love. Um, it looks like you have one of those old school raver. Uh, oh yeah, spirit like, hood. Yes, I haven't spirit seen hood. one of those in forever, and I just <laughs> love all the the rasta going on. Always, always gotta have some rasta going on. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, tell us, how have you been? What's what have you been up to during these uh, during these crazy times? <laughs> um, I've been alright. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, all the festivals not being a thing is heartbreaking and really hard to deal with, but. Uh, a lot of my time is now spent doing driving raves. I've gone to 12 now since July. So hold on. Did you say you you you've gone to 12? Yeah, 12. <laughs> hold on. You live in Colorado, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. <laughs> because I've seen that they are throwing so many, but I had no idea that they even uh had done 12 drive-in raves already. I thought they were honestly like on the fifth one or something. Okay. Now, uh, well, I'm counting the one that I went to in Salt Lake City for two since it was two days. Two. <laughs> um, but that was the only one that I went out of state for. The rest of them, there was... In the month of July, I went to nine of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's freaking insane. I, I'm, My mind is blown. <laughs> They're really fun. I, they're all very different experiences um because a lot of them were done by a different production company so the first two i went to were done by um the company called the dirty driving series and those ones were really cool i like those ones probably like medium amount then the ones that i've been going to the most that are still happening are called the amplitude 500 series and that is thrown by someone named denver's dom and he's did a really really good job all throughout the month of july so he's been bringing them back like as much as you can. There's even two more on Halloween weekend, the 30th and 31st of October that me and my friends are going to again. So <laughs> yeah, he did a really good job. It's like, I kind of think that that was the basis of what most of the drive-in series have like, in, across the country have been like basing their drive-ins off of. He was the one who set up the gates and had like a 20 foot by 20 foot area for everybody. And like the speakers going throughout the whole uh, venue so everyone can hear it. That is so freaking awesome. Uh, who who have you seen? Uh, oh, so many people actually. Uh, my first my first favorite of all time was Twelve Planet. That one was sick. 
Um, I've seen Peekaboo, Dirt Monkey, Boogie T, Wooly, Sullivan King, Riot 10. Who was last week? Oh, Adventure Club. Last weekend, I saw Virtual Riot, B2B, Barely Alive. Uh, Bloods oh, heck Blondes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, oh, yeah, the day before was Boogie T. I've seen Dirt Monkey and Boogie T, I think, three or four times now. <laughs> Holy crap. I had no... Do you mean within within uh, those amounts of within yeah, all those driving raves? Yeah, driving raves that I went to. I've seen them um, four times now. Holy crap! That is freaking insane. I've seen your 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 posts and stuff. So th- this whole time, I thought you were going to maybe like I don't know one or two a month, but I had no idea that you you've gone to twelve. That's insane. <laughs> I, you've probably beat the the record for attending the most uh, driving raves. So. In really history. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. So, <laughs> so, okay, you've gone to a lot of them, obviously. Can can you tell us uh, the pros and cons of the driving ribs since you've gone to so many? Okay. Um, I'll start with the cons. Just get them out of the way. You can't really, like, I hate, I miss, like, re- yeah interacting with people. I miss the crowds. I love being like getting lost in a crowd and just like zooming through all the people, meeting new people and like making new friends. I miss that so much. I like miss the meetups. Um, I miss seeing like, you know, how in EDC when you walk up to kinetic field and you see the sea of people, it's now a sea of cars and it's weird. <laughs> um, yeah. The cons are also like, if you get there too late, you get a bad spot and you're in the back. Um, yeah, it's just not the same. And also, now that it's getting colder, it gets cold at night, and it gets dark so early. So, like, I didn't like this Halloween one. I'm kind of just bummed out because um, I Halloween is fun. I want to dress up how I want to dress up and not wear pants. But I'm gonna have their pants because it's gonna be like 40 degrees at night. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm so, sure it gets super cold there in Colorado. It was fine in the summer. In July, I think the coldest I got one of the nights was like. 56, 55, and like then you just put on a jacket real quick for the last hour of the show. But now it's like it got cold as soon as the sun goes down, it gets below 60, and I hated it. <laughs> right, right. And you can't really depend on the warmth of like a giant crowd at a set or anything exactly. like that. Exactly. You can't like dive into the set. It's just like, okay, I'm going to stand in between all these people and they'll warm me up and just keep moving. Yeah. So that's that's the hard part. Um, yeah. And I also just really like to wander and they keep yelling at me for it, which is fair. <laughs> like, but I also just like wander to the snacks and stuff, but so yeah, it's like less adventurous as like a regular festival. You can't like do as much, of course. So that's con. Um, a lot of Wait. pros are though, that it's a show. Like I get to go party with my friends. It's kind of cool. Cause you bring whatever you want. Um, one of my first drive-ins, I saw someone brought a beer pong table. So then the next one, I bought a beer pong table. We bring a table every time and like play like games and like it's just nice to have a place to put your stuff. So that's really cool. Yeah, I'm sure it's kind of like a, a campsite. You probably uh, deck it out, and I'm sure that yours is the most lit one if you have a beer pong table. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> I, I can only and like lights that go around the gate, and it, yeah, we have a bunch of. Uh, last time we brought like eight chairs. Like eight, yeah, like folding chairs. So it's really cool to sit and like watch like the show as well, which is nice. You can't really sit on a dance floor. <laughs> right. I, I mean, even though, yeah, you have to have your own space and social distance, I think it, it's kind of reminds me of camping kind of because you still have yeah. to uh, make it your own. And obviously it's very private and only certain people are welcome. But if you have like a beer pong table and all the goodies and everyone wants to come over, I'm sure that 
people want to be over there with you and interact, but with, I don't know, it, it's so, it's so crazy right now that it's with interactions and whatever it's, it's, I mean, I don't know with grocery stores, you, you still interact with people there and you're wearing a mask. So I feel like it should just be at your, your own risk with knowing the, the consequences and what may happen. But I feel like it's almost no different than going to, to the grocery store where there's so many people, you know? Yeah. I, and I do, I, it is really at your own risk. Um, some people are more conscious about it than others. Some people are more careful about it than others. Um, I, like after going to 12 of them, I've seen very different like ranges of safety. Um, so like, I know what I have to look for and I know like, do, I don't want to say the right amount, but like my comfortable level of like interacting with strangers or like where I'm, willing to go like we obviously don't like share water anymore and we don't like share drinks and oh, we try to sure. keep everything yeah. like separate but, like i'm down to like trade candy like i hug some friends that i haven't seen in a while that like i know really well um it's just like at your discretion but it's like if you trust someone like you know how you can only have eight people in a car but i know so many people because i lived in colorado for so long that's like okay i see a friend that i used to see at every sale that i haven't seen in 10 months like we can hug each other with our masks on and we're fine with it and so far, I haven't had a COVID, so go. Right. No, <laughs> and that, that is so great to hear, especially since you've gone to 12. Um, I think that it's so important to to at least like take initiative upon yourself if you are going to a drive-in rave to stay home if you don't feel good. So I exactly. think that by going to one of these events, you're, you're, by showing up, you're pretty much saying, I feel great. I I'm not sick. I haven't been exposed. And I feel like it's almost like this honor system where you just Oh, we also signed a waiver. So that's the thing. <laughs> oh wow. I had no idea that there was even a waiver. Is it is it a waiver just saying I haven't been exposed or I feel good today? It's something like that. Or like if you also if you do get sick here that they're not liable for it. It's like to cover the production companies, but for that as well it's a long waiver and i don't like i've signed seen it so many times that i don't remember like all the things it says but it's like basically you're agreeing saying you don't have a fever and they do temp- some of the rays do do temperature checks but okay. not the one like the amplitude one that i've been going to the most they didn't do temperature checks but the one in salt lake city utah that was one was my favorite one by far but they did do some temperature checks and they were way more strict about what you can and can't do at like wandering around wise which is kind of cool Right. Well, I, either way, I'm I'm glad that they're here and that they're happy. <laughs> I'm sure that it, it, who knows, it might be the way of raving for a year or even more. So I've accepted it. I'm not fighting it. In fact, I'm I'm happy that it's happening because I think people need to go out and and decompress and release the stress. So yeah, um, it was anyways. a big part of why I went to nine in one month because. I needed it. I needed it so bad. <laughs> no, I'm so happy for you that you get to go. Um, I eventually I would like to to go to one for sure. But can you tell us a little bit about some of the those parlors? I can't stop staring at them. I can see them on your wall. Oh, my wall parlors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not learning anything. <laughs> um, this is my Rasta wall. So it has every it. piece of candy that I've gotten that is Rasta. Uh, it's like, yeah, that's where it is. Um, most of the ones, I would say it's a good amount were gifted to me. I think um, counting like 
Three of them are ones that I've made that I like. Well, don't want to trade. Like I can't. I don't know if you can see it, but my BTSM one, like the far corner. I can see. Yeah, I can see the the TSM. <laughs> okay, uh, I can tilt it up a little bit. There you go. There it is. That one. Uh, that one was like one of the, my favorite pieces that I've ever made. It's actually a harness, so I have like two straps going up the sides, and it goes like meets in the back, so it stays. And like wraps around my waist. So when I'm headbanging, I got tired of perlers hitting me in my face. So I made it a harness so that it kind of stays and still and I could like headbang and dance without it like popping up everywhere. Um, and when I wore that to VTSM, when I first like fell in love with them probably three or four years ago, um, I like went up to Jillian at the end of it and he took a Snapchat of me and he's like, oh my God, BTSM with those Rasta vibes. And I freaked out for like the rest of my life, still freaking out about it. <laughs> Holy crap. No, I would freak out too. That is so great. Like I had like my friend play it on their phone and I recorded it on my phone while doing it and I'm just like still freaking out about it. Um, but yeah, most of the Rasta ones like on this side were given to me, except for the all power to all the people one that left corner right up there. I can, I, you know, I yeah, if that one has smaller words, it looks like it, I put, um, I went to Michael's and got those like, little letter stickers and I caught glued them onto that to like spell out whatever I want. Oh shit. Okay. So you made this one. That is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot. Um, when I started doing the Rasta stuff, like I kept my favorite ones up there, but I try to trade away a lot of them, but also like I'm the Rasta person. So I feel weird trading someone Rasta if they're not wearing Rasta, you know? <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask if you got that through a scheduled meetup or if somebody just saw that you were like rusted out and they were like, I need to give this to her. This belongs to you. Which one? Like like all of them because oh, they're all, okay. all rusted. So. Some people, let's see, most of the... Yeah, most people that um, make me the roster ones like kind of know me or follow me on Instagram. And they're like, you inspire me so much and I wanted to give you this candy. And that's usually what it is. It makes me very happy. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. That is so beautiful. And I really love that Seven Lions one. Oh, yeah. That one, um, I don't know if you remember the company, but the Glitter Twins, they used to make glitter gels. Um, and they got like pretty big for a little while. Yeah, I think I, I haven't... Uh... I think it was like the two girls, right? Yeah, the two twins, uh, Steph and I can't, Je- Jen and Steph. Yeah, I, th- I think I remember them with the glitter company. Did they? Oh, they saw that you last year. But one of their ambassadors, her husband made me that. Like, I didn't even know who he was, but like, I went to Easy and he's like, I made something for you because you're so awesome. And I was like, what? Oh my God, this is the biggest like pearl necklace I've received. What? <laughs> That is so freaking nice. And it glows in the dark. It's really cool. Like you can't, it's hard to capture on camera, but like when I turn off all my lights and go to bed, it's just like one of the brightest pieces of candy I have in my room. Oh, wow. For those that are just <laughs> listening, it's this uh, beautiful Rasta uh, seven lines perler. And it's, it, I don't know, it looks really huge. It looks like it's maybe about yeah. 10, 10 inches by like, let's see, five by 10, seven by 10 inches. It's, yeah, it's like thing. seven by 12 inches. It's like, it's like as big as my arm. <laughs> and it glows in the dark so that is freaking yeah. dope I didn't even know that um that they have those colors like in glow in the dark I thought it was only certain colors I don't know that perler beads come in so so many ranges of colors I have like five shades of blue like off blue light blue dark blue and like sometimes I just don't know which ones to use I'm like why am I, why is it so hard to pick the right color the right perfect shade for this perler <laughs> right right do you so you make perlers yourself too yeah, definitely. So do you, 
do you use uh, stencils or I know you mentioned with that other one, you, you bought like the stickers at Michael's or do you like do it all? Oh, well, it depends on the type of like pattern I'm making. Like, um, it, for the BTSM one, I based off of like, I, I look at, I Google BTSM perler patterns and I base it off of that. And then I just like look for my phone and then like try to like bust it out on the perler trays, perler pegboards. There it is. Um, sometimes I did do one where I printed out the pattern and I put it under the like clear pegboard and like tried that. But that one got a little weird because the sizing wasn't perfect. But sometimes I freehand them. Like I look up perler patterns and then like recreate them on the perler board, like just best to fit the idea that I have in my head. That is so freaking cool. I feel like for, for stuff like that, it's almost trial and error, but you still have to have some type of strategy. Yeah, it is exactly that. That's exactly what you need to do for that. Yeah. That is so dope. I love it. I absolutely just love your your whole wall and the theme and your spirit hood. Thank you. <laughs> all Rasta as much as possible. Not all the time because, yeah, not everyone always makes Rasta. I don't get it, but it'd be nice. <laughs> you know, back in the day, I feel like maybe, gosh, I was like in middle school. So probably like early, early 2000s, like 2000 like like 2000 (laughs) it was everywhere like I feel like Rasta was everywhere it was really big I remember people wearing um like Rasta all the time and I think now it's I don't know I feel like we should bring it back and I'm glad that you're doing it I definitely agree on bringing it back but I actually didn't get into Rasta stuff let's say until 2015 Uh, after I like right after I graduated college I like bought the spirit hood I the reason, the way I got into Rasta stuff is one of my really good friends had a hat that had the Colorado flag on it, but the Colorado flag was Rasta. And I love Colorado so much. I love living here. So I basically had the idea of making a rave bra that was a Colorado flag, but Rasta, that it, that, that even never even happened. I got like a bunch of Rasta stuff to go with the rave bra that I was going to make. But then I realized that if I also bejeweled the bra the way I wanted to, it would be like way too much. So I just kind of like, took out the car out of art and just wore Rasta. And then I like, it kind of just became who I am. I love it. I absolutely love it. Especially the, the, the rave bra idea. I'm gosh, when you said that, I, I was them. like, I miss them so much. <laughs> yeah. I think that they, like I wear them sometimes, but I notice it's definitely no longer the trend. No, not, even, not at all. <laughs> Yeah, neither are, you know, tutus or fluffies. Tutus were, like, my jam. I, I'm so upset that tutus kind of, like, right when I was getting into the tutus trend, it was, like, on the downfall. And I was like, I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to rock it. And then they just, like, stopped entirely. <laughs> and, you know, that's okay. I, I have a love-hate relationship with them. I think I only wore one, like, once. And that was because... Um, like, I think... I, God, I think I wore it to, to some show, but it was just, like touching everybody and everyone, you know, you can feel it and it's just weird and it's kind of, yeah. lucky. um, same thing with any type of wings. I actually love wings, but I've worn fairy wings to EDC and that was just a giant hassle, <laughs> but anything yeah. bulky is, is definitely going to be a lot of work when you do go. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. I have never worn wings, but it's also because I'm small and like, I'm also just like afraid of just like constantly like, hitting people. And then like, sometimes when I like, I wear unicorn horns a lot and then I go out and hug people and I hit them in the face with my horn because I'm small. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I, that doesn't bother you. I would, I would be so. Um, I, 
I, like I've worn it so often that I've had a couple, like I figured out a couple of ways to get, like make it stay. So it doesn't like, if my headbang is not like hitting me in the face, but I, it's usually pretty fine. I found like a pretty good brand on Amazon a while ago and it's lasted me for three years and like the bottom of it's kind of like styrofoam. So it's soft on your forehead. It doesn't like flop around. So how does it stick? Is there some type of strap? Yeah. It's like a clear elastic thing. That's adjustable. Kind of like a bra strap. Kind of. But like, you have like a button that you press it to like make it loose so you can tighten it and loosen it. Right, right. Oh, that's so cool. You're very good (laughs) at keeping stuff on your body like that BTSM perler you're talking about with the harness and with your unicorn horn, which is (laughs) really, really smart. It it takes a while. It takes a lot of trial and error to figure out what works and what doesn't. Especially like, it's kind of, going back to the driving race, it's kind of nice now because I can be more extravagant with my outfits and if I lose something, it's probably in that 20-foot area that I was standing in. Oh, that is so true. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I'm sure that it's if people lose their, their phones or their wallets, that it's not hard to find at all. Because you can only go, I'm guessing, so far. But I don't know yep. how far you have to go for food or the bathroom. Yeah, it's a little trek, but like it's a lot easier to find versus like an entire venue. Like... And like, you know, like in concerts, like let's say Bill Graham, like that, if I lost something there, there's four different rooms that have to look in to find anything in there. Yeah. I've actually never been there. Is it like, uh, oh, by levels or it was just like something I thought of because you're in California, right? No, I'm no, actually Vegas. in Vegas. Yeah. I'm in Nevada. I, <laughs> I want well, to go I'm, there, but yeah. I actually don't know what it's like there. Is it, can you describe that for us? Yeah. Uh, Oh, it's been two years since I've been there, but... Or um, just a general... It's it's like an auditorium. It's called the Bill Graham Auditorium. So they have one main area that has, like, um, concert seating. That's, like, the top row. And the bottom's just, like, a big floor where everyone can dance, and there's no seating there. Um, And then they have, like, a... You know how auditoriums have, like, side halls for, like, side events? Sure, like smaller, like, banquet halls or something? Like, um, can, like... Uh, a convention center area that has like the side uh, meeting places. Oh, right. For conferences. Okay. Yeah. Conferences. That's the word I was trying to think of. <laughs> yeah. So they have like, they had another stage in a conference room and then they had an even smaller stage in another side con- uh, conference room. So if I lost something there, I'd, I'd have to go through three conference rooms and a main stage. And then also maybe upstairs in like a auditorium, like seating concert seating area. I don't want to look for anything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they have this really big dubstep event there every January. I, I'm trying to... Yeah, Wobbleland. That's why I went Wobbleland. there. It was my birthday that weekend. So that was like my birthday gift from my best friends. And I got to go there and go to Wobbleland. Oh my gosh. How how did you how did you like that uh, venue with all the, all the different artists? And I'm guessing that they had different um, artists in like each room, right? So was there like a, any conflicts with seeing people or was it just in one like in one section of the auditorium. It, uh, that one wasn't like that big. Like, you know how they have the smallest ones for people like you don't really know. And then like the second stage for like the B artists and the main stage for the A artists. But like right. for that line, like the reason my friends got me the ticket because I couldn't stop talking about that lineup. Like all of my A artists were there. So I didn't really have that many conflicts. I think I probably went to the B stage like two or three times for like an hour and a half. Um, but yeah, I was at the main stage for most of it, just like wandering around like loving San Francisco. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I've always wanted to go. I think that's 
definitely uh, on my bucket list for sure. Eventually. <laughs> yeah. When they come back. <laughs> so Alex, can you share some of your favorite candies that you've received ever? Yes. Yes, I can. <laughs> um, I'll start with another Rasta thing. This big old cup that I actually got at Wobble Land. How convenient. <laughs> oh my freaking God. It's beautiful. I got it from another candy kid whose uh, candy name is, hello, my name is Eric. His name is Eric. Um, it lights up. I'm like turning on the lights right now. I don't know if you could tell because of the lighting I have in here. But it lights up three Rasta colors. It's gorgeous. Uh, it's definitely one of my favorite pieces. Like I definitely cried when I got it. But look at it. It's perfect. There you go. I don't know if you can see the lights. Yeah. No, it's, oh my gosh. Uh, Alex, can you, for... Can you describe to our lis- to our listeners that are just listening? Can you kind of describe this beautiful candy? <laughs> I can try. Um, so it's a big rustic cuff. Um, it starts off kind of like red on the top and bottom, and then yellow in the middle of that, and green in the very center, going across. Um, I would say it probably has. Um, it's a three and a half X cuff. There's like a lot of little black accents, which is like my favorite thing about like when people give me Rasta stuff, if they add the black accents, like I always have to do red, yellow, green, and black. <laughs> it's part of Rasta, I think. It has, you yeah, have well, black, a lot of right? red, yellow, and green. Or green, oh, yellow, okay. red. Um, so some people like don't include the black, which is fine. That is the Rasta colors, but I just love the accent of the black to like tie it all together. I think it ties it all together too. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then it has like, I don't even know how to describe these lights, but it's like rope lights uh, strung in throughout the whole thing that there's three different sections of it. So there's like red lights, green lights, and yellow lights that light up. Um, And then there's a big perler on it. That's a pot leaf, but also the entire (laughs) center of the pot leaf is made of glitter. It's like rose gold glitter. Sequins? Oh, that is so freaking dope. Yeah, it's one of my favorite candies ever, 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 ever. So very happy. Um, and I gave him a cup that was kind of actually a lot like this, but it had like a giant mustache on it. Cause yeah, he was like big on his mustache. So <laughs> then I like put little like mustache beads all over it too. It was really fun. It was a really cool trade. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait. So, so your friend, did you, did you guys, is this your good friend or were you guys just meeting up? We've met before at, um, candy meetups at EDC. Like I think once or twice. What? What? Do you, okay, candy meetup. Is this like a secret thing that I don't know about? It is not secret at all. We post about it and try to get people to go every year. It's the same time in the same place every year. It's not even close to a secret. <laughs> I have never even heard of it. I mean, I've heard with other uh, other people, influencers, artists, whatever. Yeah. But I had no idea that there was like a a candy kid meetup or if there was like a designated group or if there's uh, some type of admin or, or if it's just by random. Yeah. Um, it happens every year. You see, I already said that, but, um, basically we just like make a flyer about it, um, and post it on our pages and try to spread the word as much. Um, you know, the carnival area of EDC where all the food is like that big sure. uh, the carnival square. Yeah. yeah. We meet there every year. It's like a big open space where like all the chairs and like the cushions are like, we meet there and the last year i think there was about 60 people or 2019 there was like 60 people there it was like one of the biggest meetups it's always the biggest meetup i've ever been to what the heck okay <laughs> now i just feel like 
I <laughs> I don't love candy as much as you guys because I have never even heard of this meetup. And I've been going to EDC since 2011. But, okay. but uh, that's that's so good to know. I definitely want to attend one. I mean, not that by any means I'm a candy kid. I'm definitely more of a candy receiver and maker. <laughs> But, I mean, we welcome all types of candy kids there. Um, it's always it's called the Pokemon Candy Meetup. You don't have to be Pokemon themed or anything, but like, no, I most- freaking love Pokemon. You have no idea that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you see this Umbreon. Uh, oh, that's so cute. Oh yeah, God, that's perfect. Yeah, well, you gotta go. I'll send you the information whenever next EDC happens, and I'll see you there. <laughs> yes, is this wait? So is this like an all night thing, or it's just like at? A certain it's time for like an or... hour and a half. There's two meetups that they always advertise. There's one that's like an hour and a half long, and then there's one that's an hour long in case there are set conflicts. But I always go to the I actually can't remember it's the earlier one or the later one, but I always go to the longer one just because that's where like most of the candy kids are gonna be. Right. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm really excited because that's something that I definitely want to go to. It's just sometimes with meetups at big festivals like that I feel like it's really hard because you have to plan like getting there and then you have to yeah. plan, uh the lines and you don't know how long things are so um I've I think I've only gone to like one one or two meetups at EDC but even then I was late to one of them oh my gosh that's where I freaking met you yeah we met at the Merlita <laughs> Couture meetup yeah <laughs> yes. so, it so cold. it was so stupid it was so cold <laughs> oh my gosh it was freaking cold uh, for those that don't know, um, Alex is also a fellow uh, Relita Rebel. Yeah, and, Relita! <laughs> yes, and last year, uh, Rosa, the creator of Relita Couture, had this awesome meetup with all the Relita Rebels, but really anyone was welcome to it. And I remember uh, meeting you, and you... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I just remember you having some beautiful headpiece on and you just look so gorgeous and you were just so nice <laughs> uh, yeah I was a Rasta mermaid or Rasta siren is what I wanted to call it um that day so I had like a custom Rasta like spray painted bra, bra by um, one of the like un- shops who customizes making like waterproof mermaid like really nice handmade uh seashell bras so I got that and then I got a seashell uh custom crown as well that's like had like Rasta accents and it like lit up and everything it's very fancy, but also it was the coldest side of EDC and I was wearing like a bikini. <laughs> no, we, you girl, you and I both, I think that was literally- We were both me. like not wearing that much and it was so cold and my vibration bag was leaking on me. I was, it was so sad, but I'm definitely, I've been like, I'm going to wear that outfit again because I was so upset that I was cold and I kept having to wear like that, like, you know, that uh, like uh, first aid blanket that's like metallic that people were like walking around with. Oh, right. Those, what are they called? Those, uh, th- those solar, solar blankets. Yeah. The solar, yes, exactly. So I was like walking around like that and no one could see my outfit, but also it was very cold. So. <laughs> yeah. I remember, I think, let's see, day one. I think, okay. I was Cruella DeVille that day and yeah, I remember bringing yeah. a black pashmina just, just because, uh, you know, I like to sit down and usually that's what I use pashminas for, but I actually, use this pashmina as a pashmina because it was so <laughs> freaking cold and it was yep. just so unexpected and normally it is not that cold not at all, at all. i used to live in vegas also and it's like everyone's like what? it's going to be cold next year and like i swear it's a fluke it's not a thing yeah 
Okay, hold on. When did you live here? I uh, grew up there. I moved, I think my my mom and I moved to Vegas when I was in eighth grade. And then I graduated high school and moved to Colorado. So I was there for like five Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. Eighth grade. Um, Okay. That was like 20, um, I can't do, 2005. 2005. Okay. So I don't think I'm originally from California. So I don't think I was even. I'm also originally from California. What? (laughs) What? Holy crap. What, what uh, part of uh, of California are originally from? Uh, SoCal, Orange County. uh, It was like uh, younger years, Fontana, older years, uh, Newport Beach. Oh shit. No way. I was I was actually just at Newport a couple of weeks ago. That's so insane. I used to live in San Bernardino. Okay. For about, I want to say like, gosh, from like, from the time I was five till uh, seventh grade. And then from there, I moved to uh, Hayward, like, so uh, Northern California, Bay Area. And I lived there for two years. And then um, my family moved down here to, to Vegas when I was a freshman. So uh, ever okay. since then, I've been the same time, like, age-wise. That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea that you were um, from the West Coast at all. This whole time, I thought you were uh, based off of uh, Colorado and that you were, like, born and raised there. Nope. <laughs> nope. I just came out here to go to college and loved it and didn't leave after I graduated. That is so nice. You know, I actually went to Denver. Well, what part of uh, Colorado are you from? I live in Westminster now, but that's, like, 10 minutes outside of Denver. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah, I actually went to Denver for a, a work conference about uh, two years ago, and it was just so, so nice. Weather was nice. People were very nice. And it was just crazy being in this city, but there is like so much nature that was yeah. close by. It was so strange, but cool. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It was a big adjustment. I remember one of the first times I came to Colorado to like visit to see the school. I looked around, I was like, where are all the billboards? Because, you know, Vegas and there are billboards. <laughs> right. I was like, what am I supposed to look at? There are no billboards and there's like a whole mountain landscape behind me. <laughs> Yo, I absolutely, yeah, that is... <laughs> I, I could totally, totally see you thinking that. That's kind of how I feel when I see grass. Like when I go to California. Yeah, I no, I get that. <laughs> yeah, and it's not just like palm trees. Or, like rocks. <laughs> yeah, everyone here has like rock yards, rock backyards. Exactly, yeah. So everyone's like, you've never had, like when I was talking to some of my friend who lives always in Colorado, he's like, you never had a mow a lawn? I was like, my lawn was rocks. Right, no, right, right. I didn't right. have the mow it. <laughs> no, in fact, it's more work to keep it up here since you have to prevent it from your lawn from dying. You have to like water it every so often. And even then yeah. they want you to turn off your water at certain times to... Yeah. I don't have a lawn in Vegas. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I just get some turf and it'll, it looks the same. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> so, okay. You are like one of the candy queens. So I need to see more. <laughs> okay. More. Uh, give me one second. My like ring light keeps turning off and I want to be able to, you can see it. So I'm going to go switch the battery really quick. Yeah. No worries. worries. (laughs) So my next candy I am going to show you is this one. I was mailed to me. Oh my freaking God. Right. I'm still not over how amazing this is. It's like one of the favorite, uh, I mean, obviously one of my favorite things I've ever received. Uh, It was made. I don't actually remember her real name, but her, Instagram handle is K underscore A underscore Rave. Oh my gosh. Okay. 
hold on, Alex. You got to tell our listeners. What <laughs> this is. I, I love it. It's the uh, black power fist, but it's entirely made of beads, not pearly beads, but like regular pony beads. So it's a peyote stitched Black Lives Matter fist. And the fist is black, of course, but the outline that like makes gives it the detail, all of those beads are gold. It's nice. Oh my gosh. Wait, what kind, of, what kind of stitch did you say it was? It's a certain stitch? Peyote. So P-E-Y-E. No, P-E-Y-O-T-E. Peyote. Okay. I didn't know that there was a type of stitch that's insane. It looks like, <laughs> it, it almost looks like this uh, really pretty, uh, I don't want to say like a like basket, but it has this really intricate uh, it looks like it has this intricate pattern to it besides the the design and it's just super freaking dope. I, I love it. I, did she, is this, so you guys haven't met, right? No, no. Um, I, it happened, you know, how like the black lives matter movement in June was happening. Uh, and like, I was been posting a lot and like doing a lot and like trying to get more people involved in raising awareness for it. And she was like, Hey, I want to send you something. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Like I like gifts. <laughs> Didn't expect this monster of a gift, this epic, epic piece. But I remember seeing her post it actually. Like I saw a picture of it. I was like, wow, that's really cool. And I actually screenshot it. I was like, maybe one day I'll take the time to make it. And then she mailed it to me. Like I had no idea she was going to give it to me when she asked me that. I like, didn't even know when she asked me, like, if she could send something to me, I didn't even know that this was her, like, that she was the one who made it. Yeah, she, wow, that is so awesome. I was about to say, I know that you've been really um, active in, in, in raising awareness and uh, bringing equality and, and showing people, um, you know, that it's time and this is something that has to be touched upon. And I think that's so great that she basically reached out and was like, hey, I'm on your side. I'm gifting you this. And she didn't really have to say anything. She just had to give you that, uh, that beautiful, meaningful candy that um, represents so much. Yeah. Yeah. It really just like touched my heart so much. Like I was about to go to work and I was like, oh, I don't want to go to work. And I was like, oh, I got a package. I'll just open that really quick. And then I was just like smiling while going into work after that. I was like, I had such a better, better night. I was like, just did not want to go. <laughs> and then I was like, just like thinking about it all night. I was like, oh, I got this really cool piece. I can't wait to just like hold it. <laughs> I would too. Oh my gosh! I wow! I would have started crying. That's kind so... of did, but then also I was like, I still need to go to work, and it'd be weird if I was crying and smiling. They don't want to see that. Fuck them! Fuck them! Who yeah. cares what they think? Who cares? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> yeah, I I think wow with that candy. I think it's it's more than just candy. It's like a it's definitely a statement and. To me, that's what candy. You love making a statement, <laughs> <laughs> right? I <We> love that. <laughs> but I think that it's so that is just so sweet, and that's something that uh, candy uh, represents, anyways. You know that that equality, that fairness, and that is just so plur. right. Plur. plur, like there it is, <laughs> unity, right? We did it. Plur. <laughs> Yeah. And I just don't understand how people don't, don't get that. It like boggles my mind, but I think that it's great because you see a lot of fellow ravers and the rave community really um, embracing the, you know, this revolution and, and just calling 
people out finally. I think yeah. that's really important. Yeah, I've act, like I, I've been, I like not trying to brag, but I've been calling people out for years. Not even, I don't want to say calling people out, but I did a an experiment on my Instagram, like I want to say two years ago, like March of 2018, I guess. Yeah, two and a half years ago, and I uh, set up like the questions thing on Instagram stories, and I said like I have people send me the names of rave pages like clothing or feature pages or otherwise, and like send them to me. And I'm going to take the time to go through their page and find out when they most like recently posted a black person, most recently posted a non-black person of color, and most recently posted a plus size person. Just to raise awareness of what we're all seeing every day. Like, and like, how low, like how unrepresented these uh, groups are. And I was just trying to like point out, because I mean, I know that if you're not black or a plus size or non-black person of color, you don't think of that. You don't see that you're not seeing it because you're right there. That's like what you don't see under representation when you're not in that group. And so I was using it to raise more awareness to be like, this is what it looks like through our eyes. Like this page hasn't posted a black person their entire existence. That's right. a problem. So this this study, did you, did you end up uh, like making a post about it or was it on your story? I don't think I... I was even following you at the time if it was a couple years ago, but I'd love to yeah, uh, see the statistics. I see it in my highlights. I, um, I have two of them kind of. One of them was just basically for rape feature pages and um, both of them are saved in my highlights though, actually. Okay, I'm going to have to check it out. How many, uh, can you tell us like how many brands you, you like ha- basically how many test subjects you had? Oh, I kind of just went till I ran out of the list. I don't even remember the number. I think like 20 each, maybe, maybe more. Um, yeah, I just like basically used what, I, I went through all the responses that people sent me. Like I answered just all of them because then people stopped like giving me names of stuff. So that's what I stopped. Okay, so, okay, that's good to know. So it was a big, you, you had a big test pool because, yeah. you know, if it's if it's like smaller, the the results won't really represent like, the big picture, if yeah, you know what exactly. I mean, versus yeah. a big a big variety. And I try to get a lot of people to respond, just like in case there was pages that I wasn't following that I didn't know about and all of that stuff. But it was like, I didn't want to, it wasn't like a serious study. I just wanted to raise awareness of what I'm seeing and what other, um, like not underrepresented like uh, groups are seeing and like what they're feeling when, like if there's someone who loves EDM music but hasn't gone to a rave and they're just like, I don't know if it's for me. Um, there's a stereotype that um, EDM music is for white people. And if they go to a social media page and go to an event page and all they see is white people, then that black person who just fell in love with EDM music may never go to a rave because of it. And I hate that. Yeah, I actually, uh, a couple years ago, my coworker, I was telling her about EDC and how fun it is and that she should go. And uh, she was like, are there any black people there? I was like, yeah. Great question. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And she primarily listens, she's black. She primarily listens yeah. to uh, hip hop. So she was like, okay, but are there black people there? And then just just the fact that she had to even ask me that question, like it makes you realize that that they there there might not be a lot and there might not be a lot for a reason because they don't 
you might feel excluded or like it's not for you. But I feel like until you finally do go, you realize you're definitely welcome. Like they want you there. They don't care. We don't care what you look like. But I think that there is um, some type of, uh, not stereotype, but definitely a... Yeah, stigma. And uh, I agree with what you said. I think there is a um, lack of uh, representation, but that doesn't just go for uh, rave brands. I think that's everything. Yeah, you know, that is true. <laughs> Everywhere. But yeah, I, since I, of course, am so big into raves and festivals, it's like where I'm focusing on fixing the problem because I can't fix everything. Can't, I'm like, can't single handedly even fix this problem, but I'm doing what I can to have people learn, make people see, just like, I want more people involved in helping out because the more people I can get involved, the faster things will start getting better. Yeah. And I think a lot of the times too, it's, it's just people don't know. People don't really know. They may be sheltered or they may be, they, they just have no idea. And I know that a lot of people are really receptive to learning. And then once they do realize certain things, it's like a light bulb pops, pops up in their head and it's this uh, new idea that they they welcome and understand. And then finally they realize, oh, I shouldn't be saying things like this or, oh, I, I should be more sensitive when, when I say X, Y, Z. And I think that especially now everybody for the most part, is becoming very progressive. And I think that everyone is definitely more understanding. And it's it's such a touchy subject, but I think that it's so great that you're you're fighting or not fighting, but like you're you're standing up for what you believe in and you you're not afraid to hide it. Yeah. Well I mean I can't like I can't hide that I'm black and I can't hide like I right. can't hide that part of my life. So it's like I I don't like you it's not fighting for it. I'm advocating for myself. It's not like something I don't think it's like something I believe in because it's me. Like it's not like a belief. It's just like who I am and this is what's happening and this is why it's bad. And I I want for it to be better for not just me, even though it's obviously very personal, but I want it to be better for everyone who looks like me and everyone who doesn't look like me. I want it to be better for everyone. Right. Right. I, and I think that's, uh, that's so important. And what, what you said, I think that, uh, uh, what well said that it's you, that it's not something that you believe in. And with it's like my experience. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, this is your, your life. This is how people have been approaching things. And I think uh, for you to come out with that, experiment I think that is uh kind of eye-opening and um did you get any feedback from people when you oh yeah about that (laughs) oh yeah it was two years ago so um people weren't even willing to think that pages were doing anything wrong um I got blocked by a couple pages um one page I, I don't know if I can use a bad word but he called me a fucking cunt and then blocked me and I was like okay I mean, I didn't really care, but that's what he said. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I don't, I, but actually, there did end up, EDC last year, I uh, did end up like having this guy I was really good friends with. Um, like, we traded candy a bunch of times, and like, we, like, every time we saw each other at it, like EDC, we'd like hang out for a bit. 
um, he came up to me at EDC. He's like, I really don't appreciate the way you came for my friend, like came at me and my friend's page. It's not like him, but came at my friend's page saying that they don't post enough black people. Like you could have just DM'd us and we could have featured it. Like he, like the way he said it kind of like shouted shade. He's like, you could have just like messaged me. You didn't need to call us out like that. I just really don't appreciate that. And I said, I was like, no, I'm not going to spend the time out of my day mess- like messaging random pages, begging them to post like more diversity. That's not what the point of that was. But like, it, but also like started, people started coming up to him because he's also like pretty big in the rave uh, world. So like, I, I was just not having it also. I was like, okay, like we can talk about this later. Not right here, not right now. Like I'm not going to go out of my way to beg pages to post black people. I'm going to tell them that they should and that they should see that this is what, this doesn't represent our community, but I'm not going to like, make it shady like that. Um, right. I, w- I was about to say, if I think that it's, it's different when you're, w- when you're attacking somebody and when you're trying to educate and you're presenting uh, evidence, like information, your findings. Like, right. Uh, it wasn't like I was saying, like, look, they haven't posted it. I'm like, this is what the last time you did post it. If you did post it, like that's like making me know that it's been a while or it hasn't, or you're doing a really good job or like just, stating facts and it wasn't like I'm calling out one page. I tried to do as many pages as possible. So then I went actually back after that, like after EDC, I went to go message him to be like, Hey, like this, like to explain my points and to hear his side. And he had already blocked me. Oh, that's really uh, yep. unfortunate and is a bummer to hear, but so hopefully, <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, I think that people, do change. I don't think that they stay the same way forever. Sometimes I feel like they... I really do hope he did change because, like, I really had respect and I really, like, the reason I went back to go explain myself is because I had respect for this person and because I, like, know he didn't mean it out of a bad place. Like, I know that that's not why he was saying what he said, but then I didn't get the chance to. (laughs) Right. And I think that it's... Some people get very defensive right away when it wasn't your intention to to attack or or put them down it was more to be like hey this is this is what you're doing this is how you can improve do you think you can do that and 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 basically uh kind of you know letting someone know it's like how do you expect someone to to change their ways when you don't tell them like you're communicating so yeah yeah and trying to open that dialogue last year or two years ago was obviously really, really rough. So I'm like, as hard as the past few months have been, I'm glad that we're getting to a point where we can't openly talk about it. And I don't have to like actually try fighting for what like I want to get better. It's more people are actually listening to me now and it's really nice. <laughs> yeah, that makes me uh, really happy to, to hear that. Uh, I know there is a page... Um, melanin ravers that I follow. I've been following them for uh, a really long time now, but I've noticed that they've been popping up more in my feed. I don't know if it's a group of people that run it or if it's just... I was one of the admins until like two weeks ago, actually. (laughs) Are you serious? Oh my God. Okay. So I was like, (laughs) okay, I was technically following you guys for for years then. Uh, That's insane. Because <laughs> yeah, now you're on my podcast. Um, I stopped being an admin for that page, kind of, because I, I just not, I couldn't keep up with the posting. I was probably one of the worst people at posting on the page. I'm more of a do takeovers and go to events and like a social interaction type person. Like I, 
I, I, I, as much as I post on my own page, I have a hard time posting things on other pages and like, put, like just like knowing what to say on a caption for like other people. Um, I'm not good at posting other people and like caps, like coming up with captions for other people. So I like just kind of, I would say I slapped off on that the most on the Mel Leonard Ravers page. And what uh, they brought me on was because I was going to so many festivals and shows and enter, like I would go out of my way to find Mel Leonard Ravers to add them to the page and to get them to follow the page. Um, so that was what I was really good at. And then the pandemic happened and now I can't go out and find people. So, um, yeah, that, that's why I kind of stopped being an admin for that. I hope that when, uh, festivals come back up again, I can continue doing what I was doing before, but yeah, I think we did a really good job with that. We're doing a really good job at that page. And the, the owner, uh, Gaia, her, her Instagram name is Gaia X Nell, I believe like hard for me to picture in my head but um she's doing a really good job she's like set up so many like events she like she keeps a lot like wanting to do more with the page and like just keep promoting and finding more melanin ravers with that so that's pretty cool another person um her name is jasmine but i think her current it's harpy lady is her instagram i, I think you've seen her i don't know she's on Lolita's page kind of a lot but um so they're the two they they started uh, Melodin Ravers the day after EDC 2018 because they're kind of tired of like not seeing enough black ravers on all of the social media posts and like feeds and pages of ravers. Okay. So holy crap. So they, okay. Sorry, that's that what? <laughs> yeah. You, um, this reminds me of a page that I uh, follow. I don't think that they're even active anymore, but it was Asian ravers and it's, not not that race is the only thing that unifies us, whatever, but it was just always cool to see um, a shout out page where it was someone that looked like me or yeah, it exactly was like why we did it. Yeah. And it was just really, it felt, it felt nice. And it's, it's nothing against, um, it's nothing against white people or anything like that. It's just, it's just nice when you can identify. And I say that because for the longest time, there there was no Disney princess that I could really identify with, you know, for, yeah. I was always like Princess Jasmine or like I thought Pocahontas, like I was like, we look the same. But then yeah. I, I wasn't, I'm not, you know, Native American or Indian. And then finally, um, when they came out with Moana, I was like, oh my God, this is so great because, um, I, you know, I'm Filipino Islander, same Islander vibe, whatever, Southeast yeah. Asian. It was just <laughs> really cool to, to see that. See yourself in like a place that you love. Like you, if you are like me, I love Disney. And it's really nice to like, like, oh wow, like I am involved in this now. Like they can, I feel seen and I feel like I can be seen in yeah. this world. Right. And in the end, I think uh, people, everyone just wants to be acknowledged. No one likes to to be ignored. And I think that's why back then I went out of my way to like see like, hmm, I wonder if there's like an Asian rave page. And this was when there, there were so many different types of uh, like rave girl shout out pages. Yeah. And for this was when I was like actively trying to like build a following and stuff and never getting reposted. And it was always like, you know, a, a certain 
a certain look, which, which is fine. But um, I remember tagging them and tagging this Asian rave group and they reposted within like two days. And I was like, this is crazy. And it was yeah, cool. and you might have to get yeah, like the validation that you want. Like I am a raver. Like I don't, it's like, it's like a girl ravers page. It's like, I'm a girl, I'm a raver. Why won't you share me? Yeah. And they, they I mean, it, it's cool. Those, those shout out pages are, are cool, but I find myself unfollowing, unfollowing yeah. them now whenever I, uh, whenever it pops up into my, my feed, Not, nothing against them. It's just, uh, I'm tired of seeing the same thing. Yeah. And even then, uh, <laughs> personally, that's why I have both. them. I'm tired of seeing the same thing. It's right. 2020. Let's get something new. Let's do something else. Yeah. And I just don't feel that, that, um, like that was, that was a, so, that was a set way that I did something back then when I was like actively trying to, to build my platform. Um, I realized that that's not the route that I want to take and it's just, um, it's not me. And I don't think that that's something that defines who I am. So, uh, I feel like I'm just going a, a different route compared to years ago, but yeah, that happens. Yeah. But I think that's so cool that you were, uh, an admin for that group. I had no idea. So that's why I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, actually, speaking of admins, we're going to go back to Candy now. One of the other admins in Melon and Ravers made me this and gave me this to EDC. is Beyonce putting her middle fingers up and saying, boy, bye. Oh, my freaking God. Can you bring that closer? There's the hat. There's the face. There's that. Oh, my God. And it's <laughs> littered out. And uh, there's lights that string through the necklace, but I left them on when I was doing... Oh, yeah, you can't see them. Never mind. I don't know if, like, if they're that bright, but the string around it lights up. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can see it. It's like flickering, like like red yeah. and green. Yeah, red, green, and blue. Holy And then crap. the words say, tell him boy bye. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so this is like this really, really cute uh, Beyonce perler. Can you... Can, can you like uh, t- tell us like about uh, like like the story behind this? Um, <laughs> I don't even know what, what, what like the story is, but one of the um, I kind of feel like I'm rave Beyonce at times, like a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> like if I didn't make, like, if I one day decide to stop being Candy Diva, I might change my name to Rave Beyonce, <laughs> EDM um, Beyonce. Yeah, EDM Beyonce or something like that. But it's basically like. Oh, I'm just basically like the Beyonce of the EDM world is what I like, tell me and my friends. Like, it's kind of like a running joke that we have. Um, and so Crystal is her name. She made this for me. We like tied to the EDC. Um, and I, there's not really a story behind it other than the fact that I'm basically Beyonce. And she gave this to me because I'm basically Beyonce. <laughs> oh my gosh. I freaking, did she uh, send that? She sent that to you, right? Recently? No, no. Or? We traded this at EDC 2019. Oh my gosh, that is so freaking beautiful. I just love the fact that it's glittered out and it has the oh, yeah. the string um, that is stringing the beads together. I don't even know how she did that. That's Yeah, like I, I, I use the string, same like lights for mine, like those kind of lights for my things, but like I don't, I, that's really hard to do. <laughs> I was going to say, do you get that off of Amazon or? Uh, yeah, fairy lights are what they're called. Fairy lights. Okay, mental mm-hmm. no. And they come in a bunch of different colors. Like these, I've never seen blinking fairy lights. Actually, I usually use ones that like are like a steady light 
or and then like sometimes I have ones that have a bunch of different colors on it and then like they come in a bunch of yeah there's so many options for fairy lights but I've never seen ones that blink so that was kind of cool to see <laughs> yeah I had no idea that existed that's my first time seeing uh, those like the fairy lights like actually woven into the candy and stringing it together I've seen uh, perlers with lights uh, yeah. where it, it's like the outline or um, this uh, Kiana she had this marshmallow one and it was like the balloons that lit up and I was like okay. I didn't even know this existed but I didn't know you could buy the string and uh, yeah yeah my BTSM one that we were talking about earlier that one else has like lights that I glued on the back of it I usually like do I put like I try not to melt it too much. Not, like uh, the bees have little holes in them, so you can like see through them. And I put the lights all on the background, so it like lights up the whole perler. Oh my gosh! So, how long have you been uh, making candy for, or raving, or both? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very different question. Uh, my first concert ever, like my entire first live music event, was EDC 2012. So, that. <laughs> that is so funny because my first. Uh, rave ever was edc 2011 yep and then you just don't ever want to stop <laughs> no and i think it sometimes i feel like will i ever grow out of this is this like a phase and then i eventually i think you realize that it's it's not it's, it's not a phase i can't imagine me doing anything else with my life at all <laughs> did you listen to uh like a different type of music before you started listening to EDM? Because I know I was not listening to EDM growing up, like in high school. I mean, I feel like it could be pop music, pop punk music, like just and anything really, not like specifically EDM, but just like anything from Fall Out Boy to Beyonce to Kelly Clarkson to Pink was like one of my other favorites, uh, Panic at the Disco, like, like you know, the, the popular music of different genres, basically. Yeah, I think that's what... A lot of people, they, it's funny you say like, top 40 was very much my genre. (laughs) 40. Okay. And you said you like fallout boy too. Did you like a lot of like emo and screamo or just a top? Yeah. Like, oh, I wouldn't say a lot, but like, I know almost all the words. So a lot of fallout boy songs and I love my chemical romance. Like I still have some of those on my like iTunes. Um, I actually love my chemical romance as well, even though I, I I love 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 metal, so my chemical romance is like taboo. But yeah, yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, I uh, that's funny. I think that a lot of people that used to listen to uh, like like some type of rock in high school, yeah. I feel like a lot of them gravitated towards EDM. Yeah, definitely. Especially like now with dubstep and like Sullivan Kane. <laughs> yes exactly where that came from <laughs> yeah there's actually another uh dubstep artist um i don't know if you've heard of him his name is cell dweller and he I had a lot him. of yeah he had a lot of, a lot of metal riffs um in his in his songs but i remember when sullivan king came out my mind was completely blown because he was actually incorporating like guitar solos into it and like those yep. super heavy metal screams and uh, you know, like Devil Horn, and uh, I know that Funk Case he incorporates a lot of Slipknot in his songs. Yeah. So whenever I hear like like metal or even um, like My Chemical Romance, I think Sullivan King did that at Hard Summer. I was just like, holy crap! They <laughs> like freaking to... out the whole time about it. 
Yeah, because I think a lot of them definitely listen to the same music that that we do. Like Seven Lions, I know that he listens to a lot of um, metal too. Uh, yeah. Oh, my favorite DJ of all time, of all of all time, and will always will be is Calvin Harris. And I got really? that. Oh, yeah, he's she's the love of my life. Every song of his, I love, and like every, every new song, every old song, I have like everything. I love everything he's ever done. Is he still making music? Yeah, he just came out with a new song with The Weeknd actually called Over Now, and it's, like, such a vibe. <laughs> oh, my God. So I love him so much. He, uh, I'm Like, this year is just especially painful because I was going to get my passport finally as, like, an adult and go to Creamfields and see him finally. Because the, the one and only time I saw him at a festival was EDC 2014. Not even the big one. Like, he was on the main stage in 2015, but at 20, I didn't get to go to that one. I went to 2014. And he was at the circuit grounds. And it was, again, one of the best times of my life. But then I'm like, I've seen him in Vegas a couple times at the club, but like not- I was about to say, just coming to Vegas, he, I, he like- But that's was, not the same. Like that's residency. not the same. I've oh, seen him I like know. four times. It's not the same. I want a festival, Calvin Harris. And I was going to get that this year. And then this year sucks. <laughs> so did you, did you like already buy your tickets to that? Or was that- no. No, but, like, uh, my cousin lives out there, and, like, we were, like, making plans for it. Like, it was, like, one of those things where, like, I was planning on doing it, like, at the beginning of the year, because it's a trip to Europe. So, like, in March, I saw my cousin in February when she came to visit me in Colorado, and I was, like, telling her about it. And she's, like, I might be in the UK during that time. Like, I might be living there for a couple months. And I was, like, cool. Like, we can actually do this. And then one of my best friends that I go to a lot of raves with, he's from Germany. So, like. We were like actually like making actual like going to Europe plans for the first time in my life, and then everything fell apart. <laughs> it's I feel, like every time. No, it. Trust me, twenty twenty is just. <laughs> I, I feel the like worst. that's yeah, that's the year that everyone had made all these plans. Like I, uh, I so my Justin and I, we were supposed to go to. Um, the Philippines in April and we had already bought our tickets. My parents bought their tickets. Uh, it was like this giant family reunion and it just, uh, (laughs) yeah, I was like, and I haven't been there in like 10 years. So it's like, I I definitely feel your, your pain with making these giant extravagant plans and they just don't fall through. Yeah. This year I was actually going to be my first escape Halloween. (gasps) Oh my gosh. I've never been. I've never been. I've never been to a SoCal rave and I'm from there and I'm like, I need to go. This year I'm going to go. And I was also going to go to Disneyland for Halloween. Also, like, I was so excited for like this also trip. And like now that like Halloween's coming up, I was like, oh yeah, I was going to do something fun. Darn it. <laughs> hey, you know, are you, okay, hold on. Are you going to a Halloween drive-in rave? You have to be, right? I, I am. I just also like, um, what I really wanted to do was I was actually going to travel. I know, taboo, taboo. I was going to go to, there's a, a balcony like a hotel rate. So what you do is like you get you and three friends. So four people buy a hotel room and it has a balcony and it overlooks a stage and the rave is there. So you're staying on your balcony and like watching the show. And Wait, I was, hold on. Where, where is this? A balcony? Myrtle rave? Beach in South Carolina. Holy and it's like my, my, one of my other best friends. It's more of like a funky line, like so down manic focus, like that type of vibe. Like a, the lineup is like one of my best friends who likes like jam EDM music, like that's his, one of the, his best lineups like he's ever seen in his life. So we we're gonna be able to do that, but he can't get the time off work. I was gonna go, I was definitely gonna go, but then like my best friend whose lineup was like made for him. That's weird if I just go without him, can't do it. <laughs> oh my god, my mind is blown. I didn't even know that was even a, a thing. Balcony rave. Yeah, just balcony. Getting I was so, so excited. creative. 
I'm so, I was so excited. That's like what I wanted. Since I've done I get like 12 drive-in raves, I'm like, I feel like such a brat saying this, but I'm kind of getting sick of them. <laughs> oh, but, I mean, you've been to, you've been to so many compared to a lot of us who, who haven't even been to a single one. I know. So. I feel so bad thinking this, but I'm just like, I'm so like, especially because it's getting cold now. So it's not as fun. I hate being cold. I really do. So like the later it gets now, I'm like, I, if, if it was in July and I was going to my 50th, I'm pretty sure I'd still love it. But now that it's like, you get there, it's cold and like, can't really like do much. Like it's just not the same as the summer ones, which is why I'm like, I also feel like that's why I'm like not as excited as I could be. But, and also like, I just don't know what I'm wearing for Halloween because I didn't know what I was doing for Halloween. And like half of my excitement for Halloween is the costume, of course, because it's me. So now I'm like, okay, now I have to think of a warm weather costume and I don't want to do that or a cold weather costume. And I don't want to do that. <laughs> Yeah, for raving, I feel like you always have to modify your your outfit, especially if you're a girl and you're all about the outfit. You have to make it so that when it does get cold, you're still coordinated or people can still what you still like know what you are. Right. Like it doesn't ruin your cosplay or stuff like that. I think that's so like makes- honestly, I think I'm not even gonna try that hard for Halloween because I'm doing that 13 looks of Halloween um like Instagram thing. And I'm doing well, 13 of those looks. So I feel like I'm not going to try that hard for the actual day of Halloween, but I always say that and then get an idea like two days before. I was actually, not this past year, but the day before, the year before, I became Beyonce from uh, like Coachella. I did that whole outfit. I put that together in like 72 hours because I had the idea. And I was like, cool, doing it. And like made a bunch of stuff, like made a big like Nefertiti hat. I like, can made that and like put everything together. And I was like, wow, I did that in two days. <laughs> there you go. Like one and done, right? Yeah, I was like, I guess we're doing that now. Um, so yeah, we'll see when it gets closer to Halloween. What if I if I'll try? But I usually do try. I just don't want to. <laughs> yeah, no, and those um, the thirteen looks of Halloween. I think that's so awesome that everyone's like participating in it. And I've seen all these super killer looks on on Instagram, and I was just like, wow, I am not trying at all. But I've been so uh, I've been so busy with so many things I, I I definitely do want to do a look it's just so hard to balance with with life right now yeah and like I'm definitely behind on my looks for various reasons like the thing is that I'm not entering the contest so I, I am going to turn it looks late but I got one done at least um tomorrow I'm probably gonna try to catch up but then I'm also doing a takeover for I Heart Raise for these 13 looks of Halloween next week so like I'm gonna crank out probably like for next week to hopefully catch up oh shit <laughs> No way. Okay. I had no idea. I'm definitely going to have to check out their story. Uh, you said yeah, next Thursday. Next Thursday. Okay. Yeah. Is, is that for uh, an event or just for the look or? Just for the look. It's, I think it's a get ready with me is what we agreed to do. So like, I'm like, I'm going to be doing it all in advance and then posting everything on their story because I did a takeover for a driving event and that was really hard to do. Everything went like awful. So like now I just want to make sure that I have everything ready and then I'm just posting everything on Thursday. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, I feel like that that will be really fun because it's kind of like one of those transformation type yeah. of uh, videos. And I haven't ever done anything like that. So I'm like a little nervous because like I, like I'm usually just more of a, I like, I like have, see, like showing people an event through my eyes because I do a lot of stuff. I'm like always running around. I'm meeting people and like looking like how I look uh, all the time. So like I, it's going to be the first time where I'm like doing something where it's like I'm talking a lot and like maybe doing my makeup on screen. I might do it. Oh my God, it's going to be different. It's going to be something I haven't done yet. Yeah. 
hold on. Okay. So did you take over iHeartRaves before? Yeah, I've done it a couple times. Did you do it for Electric Forest? Because I feel yeah, like- Yeah, I did it. Like you did it on that Friday or Thursday and I did it on that Sunday. Yes. Cause I remember, I think I, I was like, I'm pretty sure she did one. And when you said that, that like, just, uh, like the wheels in my head started turning and I was like, I think she took over electric forest like the next day. So yep. that is so freaking, I, oh my gosh. And I don't think <laughs> we saw each other at all. We did not. Sorry. Yeah, I my bad. We saw each other all that day. So we did, I, oh, I, that was my first forest ever. Really? Mm-hmm. That was my second forest and it's um just hands down one of my favorite festivals ever. Yeah, I really liked it um I I it's different for me I like almost wasn't ever gonna go but that festival like my rave fan that I like I don't say grew up raving but like like basically I have about 50 friends that I've known in college like they're in a fraternity but it's like 50 of us that go to shows like that went to shows at least like every weekend if not twice a weekend throughout college so like that's the festival that they always go to but like I am an EDC girl. Like uh, if I had to pick one festival and one festival ever, it's going to be EDC hands down. So like the I know they're very different, as you know, they're not the same whatsoever. Yeah, I was telling my boyfriend you can't compare the two because it's literally apples and oranges. It's two it's two different, different worlds entirely. Yes, yes. Um, uh, um, so <laughs> so I wasn't gonna go, but then my friend who. Um, the one who actually gave me the Beyonce necklace, she had a ticket and she said she could no longer go. And I was like, oh, I wish I could go. That's the one where all my friends would go. She's like, do you want it? And you could just like, maybe back when you can. And I was like, what? Yes. What? Like, I'm going to my first forest, like finally. And so, yeah, I just kind of like went to forest with my friends for the first time. It was like, I think I planned it all in a month because it's the month after EDC. So I had no intentions of going until like right after that. And I was like, yes, I'm going to forest now. Oh my God. <laughs> what was your first impression? Um, like when you first walked into the forest, because for me, that very was, confused. <laughs> wait, but would you say very what? Very confused. I was like, it's the lights, but it's not nighttime. So maybe there's lights later. <laughs> oh, okay. So you got there during uh, daytime. Oh yeah. Well, uh, we, we did the early arrival one. Uh, like, so we always get there like the Wednesday and you get to like stay there that night and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So we got there and we did like, can't like, like it was kind of like the camping part kind of always feels like tailgating. So it was like the first thing was like a tailgating thing. So like see the, like you, and we did group camping also. Cause we have at least like last year, I think we had 35 people this year that was supposed to happen. We were going to have 67 people at our campsite. 67. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I got a big rave fam. Big one. <laughs> Holy crap. No, that's like a rave country. That is freaking yeah. <laughs> a small rave country. <laughs> It's a rave city. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so insane. I, I usually rave with about two, three people at the most. Like my rave fam, I don't want to say I have a small rave fam. Cause I know I have like extended rave fam, you know, like yeah. people, you know, that know other people like, in, yeah, like acquaintances, we have acquaintances. Right. I just, uh, I just tend to go with a smaller smaller groups but that is nuts 67 sorry that's like the biggest number that I've ever <laughs> heard because usually well, the weird part is 10. also that I usually like since my fam loves forests I have done EEC almost alone for almost every year what 
Yeah, I, I, 2018, I went with my ex-boyfriend, but like we were exes when we went to EDC together. So we kind of kept splitting off. Uh, 2019, I definitely went by myself. Like I was just wandering around EDC by myself the whole time. It was kind of fun. And I like, I go, yeah, I went to Lost Lands by myself pretty much. Like I had Lost Lands. Are you serious? 2018, not 2019. I went, I've been to all the first, second, and third. I've been to every single Lost Lands. I can't believe I I haven't. I I love festivals. I I try to go to as many as humanly possible. (laughs) Yeah, I was at Lost Lands. I I do, I go to like most events by my, like big events by myself. Oh my gosh. Wait, so can you... I've, I, I think that it's so awesome that you go to raves alone. I, I, I've, that's actually something that I've, I wanted to, to try because I feel like by getting outside of your comfort zone, you, you basically discover more of yourself and you realize a lot and you learn a lot before I was really scared too. And I needed at least one person to go with all the time. Can you tell us a little bit about what, what that's like and uh, just give us your thoughts on what it's like to attend a big event where there's so many people, but you're by yourself. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is pretty fun. It's, I've been doing it for a couple of years. So like it takes, it's hard to perfect, but like I, I have a system now and it's pretty cool. You got to, I would, oh, it's like hard. There's so many things going in my mind. Um, the reason it started happening was because I'm all about the music and um, I missed out on some sets because like I didn't have anyone to go to a festival or a show with me. And I'm just like always so bummed that there's like this one opportunity to see like one of my favorite DJs and I don't have anyone to go with. So I guess I'm not going to go. And I'm like, that's a stupid reason I'm going. So I started just like going anyways. Um, it takes some practice. I would say like, uh, I like one of the years I went, the first time I went to an actual festival myself was EDC 2017. Um, so that was kind of cool. The worst part about that was waiting in the lines for the shuttles because waiting in line by yourself is really boring and kind of like awful. You're just kind of like standing there with your thoughts. Like you can't make friends with the people in front and behind you, but like, you don't know them. You you will never see them again after this line probably. So nobody likes waiting. Yeah. No one likes waiting, especially when you're by yourself and you're just like on your phone, wasting your battery that you need for the festival, but like an hour and a half in line by yourself for the shuttles. Like that was probably the biggest con of like going by yourself. But then the next year I did EDC camping. There's no lines waiting to get to the festival. You just go there. So. Oh, wait. So did you camp by yourself? Uh, I didn't camp by myself. Um, I camped with people that I knew from, like, I met them through Instagram. I hadn't met them before, but, like, I was, like, looking for a spot and they let me in their tent. But we didn't, like, hang out. I also had VIP and they didn't have VIP for EDC at that time. So, like, didn't really hang out with people. Uh, The year before that, I camped with my ex-boyfriend. And so, like, we were, like, we kind of were together most of the time, but like, you know, it just doesn't really feel like you're together when you're with an ex. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine the awkwardness. It was that, that was the EDC of love. Oh, yay. Yeah, it hurt. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> like, like, DJ's like, oh, like, this is the EDC of love. Like, tell the person next to you that you love them. Like, we're just good friends now, but okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, that doesn't apply to us. That was so awkward. But I mean, I, it's still you see it was still a great experience and i got to see hardwell for the first time so like i say that's a plus that was fun <laughs> oh, um, very nice Wait, but, so so when you go uh like like okay when, when you go like alone like not the one with with your ex there yeah like by myself completely by myself yep so do you just go to your schedule accordingly like who, the artists that you want to see yeah you just like 
do your own thing. Do what you want. I do one of my own thing. But like, one of my weird favorite things about being by myself is like when I have to go to the bathroom, I don't have to tell anyone. I can just stop what I'm doing and go walk away. Like, you know, if you have a group of people like, hey, I got to go to the bathroom. Like you got to like corral the people. No, I'm like, okay, got to be, going to go. Right. right I feel like you have to touch base with everybody. You have to, to tell them the plan. You have to tell them the meetup spot. You have to let them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you're just we'll doing whatever you want. Like it's, it's kind of freeing, honestly, because you're just like, like the first time I really realized, I was like, okay, I have the beat. I looked around and I was like, oh, okay. I'm just going to, I'm just going to go. Oh, okay. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's less of a hassle. Right. And I think that that's what's really nice. And I think that's one of the reasons that I keep my my rave fam kind of small is because when you make plans, things might take a while because so-and-so is doing this or so-and-so is doing this. And then exactly. it takes forever to get... The, it's Basically, it takes you a while to get out of the house. And then everyone has their own needs and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And then it... My, my big rave fam, every time we get together, we're like, it's hurting drunk cats. Drunk cats. Yeah, like, drunk like when we try to get our out of the like when we're trying to get on our way, it's like hurting drunk cats. It's like okay, we gotta go. Like no, 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 let's run to the bathroom. Like, wait, let's take one more shot. No, like wait, 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 I can't find my like. It's like hurting drunk cats. Just like aimlessly doing random things. Like no, we're leaving. We gotta go. <laughs> oh man, yeah, and I think that's that's another thing too. You must be very patient because I am not. I'm not patient sometimes and I'm just like, we got to go. The parking lot's going to get crazy. We need to leave right now or else we're going to be stuck in that long giant line. Well, the fun thing about having such a big rave family is we break off into little groups and we know like we all don't like the same music. Okay. We all don't like the same thing. Like I, at Forest, actually, there was a lot of times that I was still by myself because I like didn't want, I, like I had other things to do. Like there was a meetup I was doing. I did the really couture photo shoot at Forest. So like, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go over here. Like, okay, I'm gonna go explore. Like, if I didn't like the artist, I, I like, I'm so independent now that like my group trusts me to just go wander off and then I'll find them again. There were so many times that I would accidentally find them because like we had a totem. Our totem was Nigel Thornberry with res goggles. Oh my gosh, from the Wild Thornberries from yep, exactly. uh, Nickelodeon. I freaking love that show. He was uh, one of my favorite characters besides Donnie, that strange yeah, <laughs> uh, orphan. Yeah. So we, uh, like, um, we called our crew the Smashing Love Colorado Crew because like one of our totem was a Colorado like sea uh, with a big heart that had like lights around the heart so you could see it at night, and the other one was the Nigel Thornberry with res goggles. So it was like Smashing Love Colorado Company. <laughs> oh my gosh, I freaking love that! Oh, totems. That so, like, I was I've all I'm so independent now that like it's just easier for me, and I like I get to do what I. I've stopped waiting for people because that's how I miss out on stuff that I am here for. I, I don't want to spend all that money on a festival and not see like the people I want to see. It just kind of like became more of a selfish thing for me to be independent so I can be happy. Yeah. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that because you, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when the lineup drops, that's what you, that's what most people base buying their, ticket on like okay the these people are here i'm gonna go see them and it's kind of a bummer when you don't get to see them so with my best friend and i um my best friend chloe for the longest time we were raving um just us two so whenever there was like a conflicting set what we would do is basically compromise so it okay we would split the hour okay we'll see 30 minutes of uh for example, of uh, Flux Pavilion, like back in the day, and then we'll see <laughs> uh, thirty minutes of a track or yeah. 
whoever, because uh, her and I, we, she loves dubstep too, but uh, we also have um, some different artists that we love and uh, you have to reach that compromise, which sometimes sucks because when it's your favorite artist, you really want to stay. Yeah, you want to stay the whole time. You want to be there. You don't want to miss like that. The You don't want to miss it. You like want to have the whole memory of like, you heard the whole thing. And you like, you're like, you know, people are like, oh, like when they drop that song, you're like, oh, that's my favorite song. And I missed it because I had to go like that's the worst. Right. That's usually it too. It's like, okay, they, he's going to play this one song and then we can go and then we can go. We can go to the bathroom. And then like at the end of the set and then you feel bad. <laughs> right. Or what's worse or like they, they never play it. So then you're, exactly. you're there the yes. whole time and then your friend is just mad at you for not. Yeah. Um, for them not playing the song you wanted. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Um, talking about this just makes me really miss raving I forgot <laughs> yeah, I miss what? the chaos of like running around festivals I miss like love I miss like seeing everything and it's just so hard like that's also why like I'm kind of getting sick of diamond rays because it's like it isn't the same I'm like I'm very lucky and I'm very grateful and I'm very appreciative to have the drive and rave experiences but like after a while like it's not it's just not doing it anymore <laughs> yeah and I think what it'd be different if it it's going to sound dumb if it wasn't a drive-in rave. It would just be a regular rave. But I think a big part of it is interaction, like social yeah, interaction. It, it is. It, we could go talk to people. If I could like sit at my friend's car, like for a little bit longer, like if we could, like have snacks or just like, you know, like what, like, you know, it's kind of like tailgating to me, but we could, like, go hang out with them for like an hour and then like go to like hang out with a friend who I likes this artist more and we could vibe to that set more like that type of thing. It would be a lot different, but yeah, we're just like stuck in a little box. Yeah, and we've a lot of us have been stuck in a little box, aka home, for yeah. a long time. So wait, um, but yeah, yeah, but you know what? At least we live um, in you know in this part of the world that has uh, live music events still going on, and uh, overall just uh, can make these kind of things happen, and are trying their best to to make us happy and um, keep the scene alive. So I think that's, that's so great. Yeah, it is. I am really grateful. And I'm like, as much as I'm like whining about it, I am very excited to be able to do something for Halloween. Cause earlier this year, I was like, if they cancel Halloween, I'm going to be so mad. Like I just kept having that thought. Like, if there's nothing to do on Halloween, I'm going to be so mad. So like, no, I, I kind of have some options of what to do. And I was like, okay, okay. There's something to do. I'm, I'm grateful and excited for it. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, you know, in the end, it'll it'll all be worth it. And um, I'm sure you've seen those quotes where it's like, you're you're a part of history. Like, you're going to all these driving raves. Well, you definitely are because you've been to 12 of them. So. <laughs> yeah, I've been to a lot. <laughs> yeah, like, so I feel like you can be the, the driving rave historian. I feel like if I have any questions, I can just ask I you. Queen, but okay. <laughs> oh, the, sorry, queen, the diva. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> but... Alex, um, I had such a great time. I want to thank you so much for being on Best Candy Ever. Uh, tell tell people where they can find you at. Um, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is Candy Diva K A N D I underscore D I V A. Otherwise known as Rasta Bear. Hello. <laughs> uh, yes. I'll be there. And are you anywhere else? Like, are you on TikTok or Twitter? No, I am not. <laughs> okay. Yeah, awesome. Just Instagram. I don't. Uh, I, it's already a lot of my time and I just really love Instagram because I feel like it's more personal and like more authentically me. You can find Alex, uh, AKA Candy Diva on Instagram. 
Also, um, I just want to thank everybody for supporting Best Candy Ever. So if you have an awesome candy that you want to share, um, you can actually go ahead and DM me on Twitter, Best Candy Ever, and on Instagram, Best Candy Ever. And also, if you have a chance, uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, um, Base Drop Princess, and like and comment on this video. Let us know uh, which one of Alex's candies you absolutely loved, which ones you loved on her wall, or if you have any <laughs> feedback, please let us know. Otherwise, uh, thank you so much for tuning in to Best Candy Ever, and I'll see you Thank you, you so much for having me, Renee. Yes, absolutely. Thank you and, so um, much. This has been a great day. <laughs> Yes, and uh, maybe you can uh, be back on the show um, in, for future episodes. Um, I'd love to have you. And you have so many candies to... I have so many. Uh, yeah, I would love to. I would absolutely love to. Just let me know when. <laughs> yes, yeah, so thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>